back with um, Inside Cross Country Skiing podcast. Uh, now we're in Oberstdorf, Hans. Yes, it's nice to be at the World Championships here in Oberstdorf. <laughs> yeah, Germans, they have uh, what you need um, for, to have a good World Championship. They have uh, plenty of sun and plenty of, sun, uh, of snow. Yes, it's. Uh, <laughs> it feels like it's an Easter holiday the way it's right now. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's uh, been unbelievable weather, and also it's been unbelievable skiing conditions uh, so far. Yeah, of course. Some especially, of you in the, might... especially in the mornings. In the mornings, yeah, I agree. Uh, of course, there's been a lot of in uh, media about uh, the bad skiing conditions uh, later in the day, and yeah, it's it's of course a bit softer when you get uh, sun on it yeah. and plus fifteen. But um, yeah, they made some changes just then, at least for both tomorrow's qualification and the sprint on Thursday. Yeah, they've already decided that uh, those races will be rescheduled, so they go earlier in the day, nine o'clock start already. So. It means it will be good conditions for those races at least. And to be honest, I actually hope it to be like that for all races. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, sporting performance should be in center of focus when it's the World Champs. Yeah. Uh, and we do understand that there are other interests involved here yeah. that need to be taken into yeah. consideration. But uh, the way it's at least decided for these two first races, I think, is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we... Uh, that was a uh, okay introduction, and we can. Um, uh, what would be good to talk about here today is actually we can do a presentation of the British squad and yeah. uh, uh, and a bit about uh, how we have built up everything here. Can you first can talk a bit how we are staying? Yeah, actually, I don't. It's called House am Rang, but actually, I don't know exactly where the area. What it's called there, just then. Sjölland. Sjölange. which is like uh, takes us 12 13 minutes to drive to the stadium yeah from here so we drive from uh, i think it's uh, maybe the east side of uh, or north side of uh, Oberstdorf and then drive through Oberstdorf and then <coughs> the city and uh, and then to the stadium yeah and where we stay it's actually uh, no snow at all no uh, and it's really fascinating because uh, this is i would i don't know if you can call it the sunny side of Oberstdorf but this is a lot of sun where we're staying yeah, uh, and the stadium is more or less shadow. in the shadow. Yeah. Uh, not the actual stadium, but most no. of the tracks are in the shadow. Yeah. So actually, tomorrow instead of skiing, Andrew Musgrave is going to go out and do some roller skiing. Yeah, yeah. which is great around. Super there. good. Yeah. So <clears throat> the way we are organized here, then we have, um, uh, I think it's four apartments we have. So we have one one apartment for me and you, and and the chef nutritionist Ida who is with us, yeah. and. Uh, it's one uh, apartment for a physio where you can do treatment and, and follow up with the boys. And yeah. then and then the boxers have an apartment and, and uh, the athletes, they are in two different, no, three different apartments. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we ended up selecting four athletes for this world championship. Yeah. And the three first ones, I think most of you that follow the podcast know who are. So it's uh, the two Andrews, uh, Musgrave and Young. Uh, and then it's James Clunet. Those three have done um, World Cup races this season. And actually, all of them have a top eight or better yeah. performance, which uh, we are, of course, happy with. And they're championship veterans. They've been to multiple world championships uh, and uh, also Olympics, Andrews, of course. Yes. But what is uh, maybe a bit surprising, and, and of course, we think it's uh, super good, uh, and it's based upon how well he skied in the Junior World Championships and also the fact that Andrew Young has been injured with yeah. the incident in Fallen, mm. is Gle- Gledhill, yeah. Gabriel. Gabriel Gledhill, yeah. So he's selected then 
uh, as a reserve for the team uh, in case Jonge is not fit enough to do the team event. So how it looks now, it would most likely be that it's, uh, it's Gabriel who's doing that together with, with Jimmy. Young yeah. uh, is in good progress, but uh, maybe a bit too early. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's how it looks. Uh, we will see. Uh, yeah. Time will show. Miracles have happened before. Yeah. So, um, but Gabriel, he, we can um, uh, we can uh, tell you a bit about him. He he, is, he grew up in Canada. Yeah. Uh, so and but he had a British passport. So he so he has changed to to the British team and moved to the Lil Armour project this uh, this winter. Uh, Alex Danton has been running. A great, uh, great uh, project up there where he has had, uh, I think, it, I don't know, five skiers have been there this year. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, good progress, all of them, despite they have not been able to compete at all this winter. So Gabriel showed great progress in, uh, in World Champs, where he was uh, around two minutes behind the winner on the 10K skate and uh, Martin Kirchberg-Mörk. And uh, yeah. we know his level. His level has been this season to be a, around a minute behind the best best Norwegian guys in Norwegian Cup races and uh, and the Norwegian champs like Rutte and Kruger. So, yeah. so uh, that's that's a very good level. So therefore we decided that he's good enough to come down here and at least be a reserve for the team sprint. And we also saw this weekend that he did a good classic race. He did a very good classic race in Ilvesleka. I don't know exactly if that's how you say it. But no, it's, it's a... not. It's, a, it's called Juveskula. Juveskula, at least. <laughs> it was a 20-kilometer uh, racer in classic, <laughs> uh, where all the seniors that had not qualified for the World Championship were competing. And, and he started early on the beam. It was snowing. Um, he actually had the fourth best time on the last loop yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, he was 19th overall, and, and in the junior classification, he was number 6th overall. Yeah. Um, a very good race. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. So he comes down here tomorrow, on Wednesday, and, uh, and joins, joins the team here. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, we have quite, I don't know if we could say it's, it's hard standards to get to the World Champs for Great Britain, but just to put it in context for those listening, then Vedil uh, has hit the criteria you need in order to compete at the World Champs. He's actually now had two races that are under 120 pitch points. So he's yeah. more than ready in that term to do uh, the World Champs. Mm. Yeah, so we were excited for that. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, should we talk a bit about the courses here? Um, there are lots of different course, course, uh, courses, but uh, from 1.2 uh, this and 1.2 that, and sprint course and 3.75 red and blue and yeah, 5k yeah. red and blue and, and blah blah blah. But uh, you, can you try to take us through at least what we are seeing now the first day, sounds until the yeah. weekend. The first day is, is uh, of course, tomorrow there's a qualification race mm. where they use actually most of the courses. They use uh, first a 5k red and then a 5k blue. Mm. Uh, and um, the the red and the blue course is used also in the skiathlon, but then they're using the 375 part of those two courses. Um, and then on uh, Thursday, you can maybe say that the first real competition starts, which is or like the official competition. official competition, which official is world championship. Yeah, which is where the medals starts to be uh, given uh, out uh. To, to athletes and. They start on Thursday, and that's a sprint track that's inside the stadium. Mm. I personally think it's a very good sprint. It yeah. has all the elements you should be able to um, be good at if you're going to become world champion. It's a bit steeper uphill. It's a bit uh, gradual uphill. Uh, it's a lot of double pulling. It's turns. Yeah. 
So I think it's not like uh, some of the courses I feel are like too steep hill or like too flat. But this mm. one has basically everything, I think. Oh, it's a very good one. And an exciting finish, which I think will... If you just do like compare it to, to some uh, some sprint courses we've seen before, it's maybe like pretty much the uh, same as the Lillehammer course. A bit shorter, of course, but uh, yeah. a bit like Lillehammer sprint course. A bit course. like Lillehammer. But I think more things could happen at the last 200, yeah, yeah. 300 finish stretch. Yes. Uh, they had a trial sprint here this weekend, a lot of different nations, yep. and I just stood and watched it, and, and it's not a lot of courses where you can go from being in fourth, fifth position and actually end up in number two at the finish line. No. So, And some athletes actually managed to do that. So if you are really strong, it is actually possible to get into the finish stretch yep. and be number four, five, and still qualify. Yeah, it is. So There is a slightly difference from the women's course and the men's course. Yes, there is, uh, but but both of them end with this kind of big uphill yeah. uh, with a very high speed into the stadium, yeah. and then of course, depending on how icy it will be, because they've changed the start time, yeah. uh, that will decide how big the speed is going into the finish straight, yeah. which of course will decide a lot about uh, yeah. how many places you're able to improve. Yeah, a bit interesting, I guess, with the with the sprint there, with the we know the times when the heats are starting starting around the time when the surface starts to break and get softer and softer. Yeah. So I'm guessing that it would be a huge advantage to be in the first heats to get lucky loser time. Indeed, but but typically we actually see that most of the good guys anyway, if you want to have a medal, they typically choose yeah. often to choose heat one, two or three. Yeah. And the reason why, of course, being that you get longer recovery because you most likely then go to semi one. Um, so I think for the best guys, that doesn't really matter that much. No. But of course, for people that choose maybe heat uh, four or five or heat three, yeah. uh, most likely conditions are going to be uh, not as good. Yeah. And uh, it might influence the lucky loser situation. But uh, I think, to be honest, that way of doing the competitions will make it a lot more fair. It will be much better competitions and it's going to be much better for the yeah, product as well that's been sent on television. I agree. And I have to I have to just congratulate the, the organizers and FIS and the TV producers broadcasters that have actually managed to do this change. I agree. So yeah. It's so so good. I'm actually very surprised that it was possible, but it yeah. just shows that uh, that there there are good leadership in all those organizations. So we just have to thank them. Thank them for that. Yeah. So shout out to FIS. Yeah. Yes. And local organizers and TV. I what would you say um, on Saturday we have a skiathlon? Yeah, there is two different courses, red, red, red and blue. Yeah, the women they have uh, three point twenty-five and the men have three point seventy-five. Yeah, that's correct. Or, least, or is it both? No, no, it, both three point seventy-five this day. Oh yeah, it's three seventy-five yeah. both yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, so blue first, sure. the red first, and then blue. Red and classic. Red and classic, and the red course I would say is uh, a good course again. Uh, and it has, I would say, a lot of double pulling, and then there's more or less one really long, uh, steep uphill, and then there's one that's quite steep, but not Bar that long. Bergsteig. 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 That's yeah. right. But the skate course, that is, I think, <laughs> a lot of people that either were smiling when they came to Oberstdorf and went through the course, and were like, okay, this is, this is my type of track. I'm guessing... <laughs> People that are good at long uphills are smiling all yeah. the way. Uh, I've seen some just guys because, smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are, they are so. It's so long. Uh, yeah. 
to put it in perspective, it, the first 1.5k at the blue course, the uh, skate course, uh, it has a total climb of 150 meters uh, divided on 1.5k. And that, uh, that is, I don't think uh, any courses that have that much climb almost on 1.5k. So it's and basically after that, it's a, it's a long downhill. I think I just tried to find here on my phone well, after you have skied the first time on Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, let's see what you wrote here. Uh, the skate track, blue track, it is insane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, I mean, the problem is that on television, people will see the course and they will be like, it doesn't look that steep. But it, it is It is so... Like it's not super steep, but it's it's just long and it looks flat probably on television. But it's it could also be that we are not fit enough to tackle it, but um, to handle it. But that um, is very true. But I think it's hard. I think it's hard. I, I think, think hard. Yeah, I think it is. I it's like I think we have seen at least from Strava segments that it is around nine and a half, ten percent in average the yeah. upper part. It is the the last part of the skate yeah. uh, skate hill there. Well, that that steep. That, that long, is it. Long and steep. Yeah. And it's not often that the, the skiers in the World Cup do one hill that continuously depends, of course, on how fast the conditions are, but it will be around 3 to 3.30 in, in duration yeah, yeah. at one hill. Uh, and that's not often you do. Lillehammer is the closest you'll get yeah, to that. Yeah. But um, So some athletes are probably happy with that and some are not. It'll be interesting to see how the, how the athletes um, decide the tactics. Some maybe want to go hard every time. Uh, but then uh, again, they know if they do it every lap, that would cost them a lot of energy in the end. Yeah. So but if they if there is a group, you maybe minimize your chances in the end. And blah blah blah. So. But then again, there are many you, aspects. Here. Yeah, of course it is. But then again, you don't you, staying behind up a long uphill. You don't lose that much uh, by going to the front compared no. to to stay behind. Like no. if it's a flat course and it's high speed, then yeah, yeah. then that's totally different. So you don't but, save energy. <laughs> No, I mean it's mm. it, it, the speed is so low that yeah. you probably the slipstream you get from staying behind is is oh. almost none. Right. So I think that the the best guys they will yeah. tank it every lap and then hope to drop, and in the end hope that they're the only yeah. one left. Uh, that's my guess, but yeah. we will see on, on Saturday. But um, speaking of Saturday, should we do a short break and then we come back and do some guesses about uh, who <laughs> will be at the podiums and stuff? Yeah, let's do that. Hey, hey, then we're back. Throwing off the athletes who came in here disturbing uh, this very important episode. Uh, so we can be together again now. I'm just kidding. We had to have some food. Uh, so now we are. Back in business and full of energy. Also. Yeah, we are full of energy. Yeah. And I'm sorry if uh, if it was a bit sound in the background, yeah. but that, that's uh, you know that's our style of podcast. It was not podcast. Andrew Musker, and it was not James Clark. No, it was not. Not at all. It was not. But but back to the competitions. Um, we can maybe say now that we are going to try and be doing what with the podcast. Uh, we will try. We can't promise, but try to have pretty frequent episodes during World Champs. Have a kind of a diary from our life here, so give you some insights and uh, and see what's going on, and uh, try to analyze uh, uh, some of the races uh, from our perspective, yeah, from our guys' mm -hmm. and expectations. Try to not build them too high, and then 
yes. and then, and then uh, do, do a review for you guys both on uh, on the race itself and maybe we can get some of the boxers on um, on an episode and talk about how they did the skis sure. and and uh, maybe even get the physio here and see what his his job is here yeah for well. sure i agree he's working isn't he he is working right yeah. now james is with yeah. him actually yeah. getting yeah. treatment so so um we're making podcasts and yeah. he's, he's and working. And uh, of course, Ida should be on an episode as well, a nutritionist. For sure, and so, talk a bit about uh, what yeah. we actually give of nutrition to the guys and, yeah. and what they, what's important yeah. because you need to view. Yeah, and uh, we also want to talk a lot about the sport. But then uh, today, I think we should also try to do so, to do some betting about or t- giving some tips for the, for the sprint races. Yeah. Or at least I don't want to give you a tipping on the qualification race tomorrow because that's very hard to predict. But I'm pretty. I have one favorite on the skate race for men yes. tomorrow, and that is Martin Müller from Denmark, yes. Greenland, Denmark. He is the same age as me actually. We skied together back in the day, so he yeah. is he is over forty years old, but he has no fist points for the last two years. So he has beep number one, yes. <laughs> and he is actually a decent skater. So if he's close to his normal shape, he will win that pretty easy, I think. Because yeah. Because of conditions and his shape, yeah. but that would be fun to see. It will I really, be. I really, really look forward to qualification races. Actually, we should not. We haven't talked much about it, but that's actually a very important part of our sport because I agree. this is where you see all the small nations. Yes, and they take it very seriously as well. The races, and they don't have the same possibilities at all to do these races. And our guys have been there themselves. Like only in 2017, Jimmy did the qualification race in Lofty. Yes, and was super happy being top ten there because that means that you are qualified for the proper World Cup. To do the 15 classic, yeah, or do do the distance race, and yeah. that is that was I know that that was super super fun for him to to actually achieve that, and and, and I know that is a big goal for many 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 skiers. Here. Yeah, I agree. It's it's uh, it's fantastic, and it's good that cross country skiing is uh, brought also to a bigger audience because yeah. these people they come from all around the world, yeah. uh, and I think that's super good. And also, just uh, we're maybe. We are tomorrow small. also we should share for uh, Samuel, the Nigerian yes. uh, guy we from Nigeria. For yeah, yeah, we works for him. He's one of Jimmy's friends. Yeah. Uh, I think he will qualify. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. He is, uh, he is uh, born and raised in France, but yeah. he has um, Nigerian parents or at least uh, father or mother. Yeah. So he has a Nigerian passport and he's a decent skier. Yeah, he's uh, for yeah, sure a decent yeah, skier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another little fun fact that I like about this qualification race is that uh, Svix actually offers to wax yeah. all the skis Swix and Toko together, yeah. yeah that and that is just fantastic so shout yeah. out to Swix yeah. and Fisk of course for organizing that, yeah. that they are fixing skis for these uh, athletes so they get good skis and they get the same type of uh, uh, powder and, yeah, yeah. and and these type of things I think that is super super good and it's free of charge which yeah. I also think is yeah, so great. very very good for um, the small nations which of course have small budgets and this is their big competition, uh, this World yeah. Champs. And uh, like, and people think maybe are, I don't know. Many people doesn't know how, how what kind of race this is. But I can say like for the women for tomorrow, tomorrow there is forty three competitors from twenty two different nations, and we have like Colombia, Portugal, Lebanon, Mexico, Armenia, Mongolia, Lithuania, Serbia, China, Greece, Brazil. Yeah, and all over the world is coming yeah, to yeah. do the qualification race. And the men's race, there is eighty-eight competitors from thirty-seven different nations. Yeah. And that's that, that is very good. And I think that, that 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 I love that that's the case because if we want cross-country skiing to become a bigger sport, we need to get as many nations as yeah. possible. Uh, and I really hope that it will be. Sport. Yeah, and I really hope that uh, 
Also, MediaTek is a bit seriously because I remember yeah. after the qualification race was a safety or locked it. Maybe it was locked it. Yeah. All the focus was on all the crashes. Yeah. That people crashed and blah blah blah. And here, this guy's on be skiing for a year and he crashed a lot and that yeah. was so fun. But I think actually should give attention and shout out to them who actually try to do their best out from from their possibilities and or the possibilities they have. To compete in our sport. Yeah, I agree. And if you, if it's you, not easy if you are from Mexico. No, no, no. And, if, and want to be a skier or if, Brazil. If you are top three, three tomorrow in the in the women or the men's uh, uh, qualification race, you are a fantastic good skier. Yeah. Like you are a really, really good cross country skier. And which is also good when you are top three from this side. Is that uh, they have a, uh, an award ceremony? Yeah, take them up on the podium. Really and, good. And do a do a proper award ceremony. Yeah, I think it's they don't good. get any medals, of course. But no, they no. Get flowers and uh, the national anthem is played and. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay, but uh, over to the to the sprint race then. Yeah. So who is uh, the we big the... favorite? This can start. We should not talk too much about it because there's so many good skiers. But uh, yeah, who is kind of the medal contenders for the women, or who is your top three pick? Oh, I mean, there there are so many good uh, women, uh, and there have been also a lot of different women that have been on the podium this year yeah. uh, in sprinting. But of course, we don't get away from Simone. Uh, she is a killer tactically. She's a killer physically and technically as well. Like yeah. for me, she I think she will get the gold if she doesn't do um, any mistakes or she's unlucky and she has good skis. But you know what? Um, Anna-Maria Lampic, uh, she is so good when it comes to double pulling. Um uh, She's got high speed double, high speed double pulling, technically world class. Uh, I saw a video that Matt, um, the head coach of the American team, put out of um, Matt Sophie. Lichtung, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That put out of Sophie Caldwell. Um, her double pulling looked key. Yeah. Um, I think she will be good. Um, and of course, then we have a lot of other Swedes, such as Maya Dahlquist. Um, and we have, of course, Mike and Kasper and Falla from the Norwegian team, which is yeah. uh, ranging. Uh, world champion and, and I think Stansett oh, there's so many and then of the Rus- Wang, Russians Wang sisters. the Russians as well will be strong um, so I mean top three <laughs> I mean okay I, I will go Swan Lumpic and oh, it's so hard I will actually go with Maya Dahlquist on the first spot okay then I take mine I had it ready but yeah I have Lampage, Dahlquist, Swan. Okay, so we have this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there are so many good. So, I mean, if someone has a slightly better day, they, they could win gold medal, I think. It's so tight. In sprinting. Bell, Rukova, yeah. We have, yeah, like we have, I think I mentioned most of them, all the Swedish Swedish women. I don't even know. Yeah, we have this, of course, Johanna Hagström. Yeah, Hagström. Yeah. Hagström, of course. She can be super fast yeah. there. Um, yeah. I mean, but so, we'll, let's stay with the tip. Yeah, we'll stay with our tips, and then moving on to the men. Then you go first. Uh, who, who are like in the mix, and then you have to choose a top three. I can say you have all five Norwegians are in the mix. Yeah, you have uh, the Norwegian. They have Paul Goldberg, Taugberg, Klabo, Valnes, and uh, who was the last one again? Uh, on the on the Norwegian oh, team. Yeah, uh, I didn't actually follow when you said all the Goldberg, Taugberg, Valnes. Johannes and Emil. Yeah, Emil, of Emil course. Uh, All of them can podium. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Emil. I'm guessing you're not listening. Yeah. But 
didn't mean it. No. Um, <laughs> and then and then we have Bolshenov, and we have Glebretvik, and, and we have uh, I don't know if the Russians are supposed to have Ustyogo, but he had a crash the other day yeah. and is a bit injured. So yeah. from what I saw on the on training before that, yeah. it was in super good shape. Yeah. Terentiev. He's in like what he did yeah. at under 23. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they are good skiers. It was smashing. And the other guy, I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know yet, but I'm hoping the Finns are bringing this guy who won junior workshops. Yeah. Because he was wild. He was wild. Won the prologue with yeah. five, six seconds, didn't he? Yeah. Johnny Mekki. Yeah, Johnny Mekki is there. Oskar Svensson has won two sprints this season. Yeah, in Classic. Classic. And and uh, he won also the... Uh, skate sprint in Lisson. He so. He's, of course, there. And then you never know with Kalle Halfarsson. Suddenly he, he's there and it's uh, Classic. Johnny keeps saying that he was only good for one weekend in 2016 at Lisson. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Johnny's words. He said that publicly on other podcasts. Yeah, I know, I know. But I, I what know. a guy. Huh? What a guy. No, and then of course uh, Federico Pellegrino is always in the mix. Shanova, uh, is there. Juve, mm-hmm. a double pull yeah, at the end, yeah, yeah. and also Di Fabiani actually won yes, this yes, sprint yes, that yes, they yes, did yes, here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he looks to be. Di Fabiani is an Uberstorf expert. Yes, he has been on podium here many times. Actually, he, he has been here many times. Yeah. And in Tour de Ski, he's yeah. actually I think yeah. he's podium like seventy uh, yeah. percent of the yeah. times they've been a race yeah. here. So he is. Um... But go over the tip then. I um, I'm not sure about this, but I go for uh, Bursunov wins. Yeah, Volnes Klabo. It's boring, but I, I Klabo <laughs> will win. I, I am quite sure Klabo will win. But well, I, I, I wanted as... to give you that. I know. Thank you. But I know Klabo will win, uh, and then I think Oscar Svensson will be. Third, and then I'm going to actually say on second place will be a Russian. Uh, which one of them should I choose? A Gleb. I'm actually going to go with Gleb. 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 Gabe Gledil. Gabe Gledil. <laughs> Gleb. 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 No, I think he, he looked to be in really good shape as well. Uh-huh. Uh, and you never know how hard they actually pushed uh, in the uh, in the race they had yeah. test race they had here. And for us, uh, we have Jimmy will do this race. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, uh, we we know that he has never qualified in a classic sprint before, and he has never in in World Cup. And he has I don't know if he even have qualified classic sprint in Norwegian Cup races. We have not. He was pretty no. close in Bytesdalen this year. Close in Bytesdalen. That's the first time. Was so close. this is uh, we we really don't know what to expect from him. His shape is good, but he. Yeah, as we, you know, it's classic better in skating. Race better in skate, and it's a te- yeah. technically demanding course, and uh, he needs to put it together. And if he is a hundred percent everything, he will have a chance to qualify. It's a, our goal is that he is qualifying. Yeah, but but or more likely, the goal is to be the best to do the best classic sprint by a Brit Prologue. World Championship yeah. ever. Yeah, and what it takes, I uh, don't remember. Thirty nine, he needs I, to be. Yeah, I think thirty nine yeah. because Young has been fourteen. Fourteen, that's yeah. correct. In Fallen. Jungi was 14 in Fadel yeah. in 2015, yeah. World Champs. So if uh, Jimmy sets a new British record, we are happy with him. Yeah, that should be. Then he has done one of his best classic and then he's, ever. He's then, then then done an amazing job, uh, considering his prologue in Fallen and also what he's done previously before that. But I, he's in good shape. I think technically he's never looked better than he's done in the sessions we have with him now. So we're really hoping, and who knows. We'll do a good job tomorrow. The race for pressure. Sure, for sure. Work with other in the technique even more and 
keep yeah. him relaxed and fit fit for fight for sure so yeah I don't know what other expectations we have is it um, worth mentioning something more about the sprint no I think that uh, for all loving cross-country skiing fans it's just to tune in now the next 10 11 days for exciting races and it's gonna be a blast I'm sure of it yeah 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 and it's uh, with courses like this and uh, the scenery around this you know Oberstorf is such a beautiful place it is I agree it's fantastic it's yeah. one of the nicest places I've been and you see the weather of course but it's like so nice it's a little village up in the mountains like the, the German Alps which are actually yeah. Austrian yeah. <laughs> most of the Alps most you see are Austrian yes they are but uh, it's such a nice little place yeah. that's how it is and uh, the people here so far have been very friendly uh, except there was our uh, our boxer was out running and there was a guy who started to shout at him because he was British. So he was, uh, ah. he was very. Our boxer is not British, he's Swedish, though. But yeah. he had the British flag on his, yeah. on his, on his jacket. So it was. Uh, she wasn't too happy, the girl at the grocery store either. No, no, no. But this, this German you're... guy bike, biking up to him and uh, <laughs> asked him to go back home, I think, because <laughs> of the British variant of the COVID. Oh. But, but we, are, we are happy. Yeah. No corona here. But uh, no corona of course, we understand that. But yeah. Uh, so far, the, the, we are very well welcomed here, and the organization is spot on. The testing facilities have been good. Super good. Everything goes smooth, and yeah. we get the best service. It's like 10 out of 10 so far, I would say. I agree, 10 yeah. out of 10 yeah. so far. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it like that, yeah. and, uh, and uh, let's make it a good world champ, so yeah. no positive COVID tests. Feel luck with the Weltmeisterschaft. Maybe we will have some German... Guests, we have promised to have Marcus Kramer, and no, I thought, but you, you know what? I saw he did not, yes, he, he, he has been on sheepwood. I saw that. What's that? Öystein Pettersen caught him before us. Well, that's how it is. Öystein Wurst Pettersen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay, bye bye. See, bye. You soon. See you soon.